When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Happy Hump Day! Hump Day! Lori and Julia show my talk on the 7-1 Everything Entertainment. Thank you for joining us. And as you probably already figured out, Julia is uh, not here today. Holly is hanging around and we appreciate that thank you Holly. that's right i yes. made julia take a vacation day and here's the deal people okay we're getting some truth uh, the text yeah. if you could just read the text Lori said the yeah answer. no yeah i i'm like and i say this to everybody out there that is just maybe you don't have a lot of vacation time or maybe you don't use your vacation time or maybe you're one of these people who never uses your sick days because you don't get sick I say use your sick days for mental health days. Don't be obvious and try and do it the Tuesday after Memorial Day or something like that. But sometimes you got to take a mental health day. Right. Julia has like two weeks of vacation that she hasn't used. And and I find like people always say to me, well, it seems like you take more vacation than Julia. It's just that I go places. Well, and you Plan and I plan. I you, plan. You plan ahead. because the joy of going on a vacation, half of it is the planning. Well, it's and also for this, like I don't. We have all like the great. I mean, this is the greatest job ever. But uh, as I sassly told my doctor, who's doing my surgery next Tuesday, I use my mouth, my hand, my eyes, and my ears for my job. But it is. We voraciously are always consuming. We're watching yep. stuff. We're reading stuff. We're looking at and and for me and I can read a lot and I can consume a lot. I iron a lot in my little girl's cave, <laughs> so I watch a lot of TV. But I have to turn off that part of my brain, yes. and the only way I do that is when I travel. I don't look at anything. Well, because show prep behind the scenes, show prep is never really truly ever done. No. It, o- no. it, it always no, goes on. There's always yeah. something to watch. There's always something yeah. to read. There's always yeah. something to form an opinion on. And the way that you can tune out of that is by going on vacation. Because I did that this last weekend. Yes, it wasn't was like, it great yeah. for three whole days to just know nothing? And Right. And I took a week and a day off earlier this year. Yes, And then you it's did. just like, that is a shift in your brain and the yeah. way that you process information. Yeah, so I just could tell that she was just like, uh, just, and I'm just like, I don't have anything to do. I said, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Get out. You, you, Find you, something you to do. Need you, to, you just need to like, even if it's to do nothing sometimes and or to be at home or I know sometimes people say, oh, I don't want to waste my vacation and oh, just be at home. But, sometimes but it's, it's taking cool. the break from what your usual routine is. Yes. Now, 
I am packed and ready to go to Fort oh, New Orleans. Of course you are. are and, and when do you I'll leave? leave? Uh, tomorrow morning. Thank and you. and the, the thing that the most helpful advice was on the New Orleans Jazz Fest website. I'm probably getting it wrong. But basically when it came to packing, they said, think like a Boy Scout dressed like a hippie. What does so? Or what are you bringing so be me? Like prepared. a like a, like a knife or well, something? I do. I do have a little. I do have a little corkscrew and a knife. I have a. I have rain ponchos. I've got rubber shoes. You got some duct tape in there. I've got a bandanas. I've got um, handy wipes, Kleenex, um, hand sanitizer, also in a bottle, a water bottle, so I don't have to. Casey and I don't have to pay inflated water price. I have a str- a straw. I have a sling that's been blinged out. Let's see what I have skirts because porta potties, you don't want to be wearing a romper or a jumpsuit or anything like that. You should not. Would you ever go in the woods wearing white? No. No. So you're thinking like a Boy Scout with all your packing. Strategic entries and exits. Yeah, and really <laughs> comfortable shoes. Yes. And um I mean I've gone to festivals before, but I was just like, I love that think like a Boy Scout. Dressed like a hippie. You could write a whole book on that. Well, Lori. that was that's the New Orleans Jazz Fest motto for uh, when in doubt. And then, um, uh, so I just kind of, you know, gave Casey that same note. And he's like, what the hell does this mean? I said, think about it. <laughs> okay. But he, does he pack the same outfits over and over? Or is he a fashion plate? And well, has to have different outfits for different scenarios. We both on on for hot festival days. We like to have a change of clothes for every day because I usually oh, so, your festival no. clothes yeah. two outfits per day. Then so you go out to the festival, yeah. you hang out, and then you come back, you shower, go out, and then go out. Yeah, now might repeat a skirt or shorts or something like that, but it's just like it's it's just too. Um, Sticky. Sticky or, you you know, dusty or I don't know, you know, what it's going to be. So anyway, Casey is a real super. He like mixes his Hawaiian prints with shacks. I mean, he's he's the only person I know that can get away with it and look stylish. Like the other day, he mixed pineapple shorts with the Hawaiian palm tree shirt. It looked so great. It sounds horrible, doesn't it? That's very Justin Bieber of him. Yes, isn't it? He's probably going to start wearing hotel slippers around. No, no. (laughs) He's got too bad of a back, and he likes to be comfortable, his feet. Can I tell you, in Vegas, I saw somebody walking around in in their their hotel hotel slippers around the casino floor at the Bellagio. I was like, okay, come on. Well, it's better than being barefoot. Well, would they even let you on the floor? Wouldn't the pit boss kick you out if you didn't have any shoes? I've seen people walk through the Bellagio on their way to the pool from their room in their bare feet. I know. No. no. Stop. Uh, By the way, this is a uh, notable obituary that uh, came across the internet last night, and I share it with you, Holly, because I know you've been to this bar. I know I've been in this bar. Don't know if I've had this um, bartender, but Ruben Ruda, Rita, is that how you say his name? R-U-E-D-A. He was famous, so. a bartender at Musso and Frank in Hollywood. He died at 67 years old. He worked there for 52 years. Wow. wow. He was a legend, one of the greats in the history of Hollywood bars. He died of natural uh, causes. And yeah, he died 52 years after applying for a job. And Frank and Musso's has been around in Hollywood for 100 
years. That's where yeah. all the greats used to go and get drunk <laughs> midday in Hollywood. It's really it's true. Cool. It's, it's a cool yeah. place to have a drink if you're going out to L.A. It's just kind of amazing. Ruben was just like, I mean, it was kind of a who's who of people who were tweeting about him. I know a lot of people, it was all about Barr and Muller and everything else. Yeah. But but uh, Ruben Rita, I mean, like Ruda, I'm sorry, I don't know how to say his name, but uh, he moved uh, from Durango, Mexico, and he was a teenager when he landed in Hollywood. And he uh, was a server assistant, you know, started as a busboy, of course, and then worked his way up to a bartender. Ooh, I guess... He made, he always had a red jacket with a black, you know who he was? Oh, uh, well, that's the uniform. They have the yeah, red coats, the, red jacket. the bow ties. They're very professional. Yeah. And a lot of guys and women who work at Musu and Frank's are lifers. Yes. Like they have been there for as long as, as long as Ruben, 50 plus years. And he knew everybody and he kept everybody's secrets. So it's kind of like the two guys who've been long timers at Dantana's. Yep. You know those two dudes? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that happened. Um, When we come back, it's our story we can't get enough of, and it involves somebody sitting on a couch. We got to play a little sting because, uh, yeah, I know it. He was, uh, we're a couple days late on this. He was on... um, Fallon. Fallon, yeah. Maybe is, is it, was it last Friday night? And he did a twist and he did Walking on the Moon. Anyway, I'm just kind of getting around to this story because I didn't even realize that Sting, first of all, doing a Vegas residence. Yeah, he's yeah. doing it at Caesars Palace, I want to yeah, say. They, I'm telling you, Caesars has really done a nice job of getting a bunch of different artists because mm-hmm. you just saw James Taylor That's right. filling in these the big hole that Celine's residency, right. which she probably, what did you think, paid nine months out of the year? At they're, least. And they're doing least. a good job filling it with people who aren't what you would think as Vegas residencies. Yes. Kind of doing counter-programming to the big spectacle shows that yeah. you can see in Vegas. Because I think for, you know, yes, Vegas is a blast to just go and hang out and have fun. But it really is like it's fun to have like a concert date or just impromptu go, oh, and you see the sign you know, Diana Ross is playing at the Venetian or Sting and you just decide, you know, to go. So um, here is Sting. Um, he appeared on The Tonight Show. He's got a new album called My Songs. That's what he was promoting. His Las Vegas residency that's starting, well, this month. And today is May 1st. Mm-hmm. May Day. I once long ago... Far away in Minneapolis, got married on this day. Oh, which one? Mm. Which number? Which wedding? The first wedding. I was just like, damn. Anyway, he's got a four month residency, though, there. So that's decent. Yeah, I mean, people will make a trip to Vegas for that. So here he is telling Sting about um, Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy Fallon was introducing the album. And he paused after If You Love Somebody Set Them Free to clarify that it was inspired by a haunted house that Sting lived in. Somebody Set Them Free, which I heard is written, was written in a haunted house. Is that true? Uh, I lived in a haunted house in North London. I, I never believed in ghosts. I was very skeptical about it until I lived, lived with them. So it was numerous ghosts? Yeah. You, you would wake up in the morning and everything had been reorganized in the kitchen. Furniture was a different place. Bottles were smashed. Plates were smashed on the floor. And one night I woke up and I, I saw Trudy standing in a corner with our child. And I was wondering why she was staring at me. And then I reached over and there was Trudy. And then she went, who's that? 
we both saw this woman and a child in the corner of the room. Uh -huh. Then we found out the, it used to be a pub called the Three Ducks in the 17th century. And I don't know what happened there, but it was a very, very weird atmosphere. And then when I sold the house, it kept being resold every few months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's something in there, yeah. I, I liked the ghosts. I, I, I enjoyed their company, but I, yeah. you know, I was very skeptical about it. Very, th that's very okay. calm, very but, British but, distinct yeah. to say. But when you're having that kind of like evidence and then like seeing that, I'm like, oh my God, I love oh, stories like that. Yes. I love stories like that. Spooky. He also, in talking with Fallon, Sting explained the reason he... This al this album called My Songs, he recorded different versions of all the songs that we're familiar with Sting and the Police right. yes. because he sees the first recording of the song as he told Fallon. The starting point, he goes on to say after singing the song so many times, he tries to find something new about them. Plus, he wants the song to evolve with his changing voice and recording technologies and um, new instruments. And I think that's why people uh, love, you know, seeing Sting in concert because he does, oh, he's always changing it up. Right, he does. And I know Shaggy will stop by. Hmm. Oh, well, yeah. of course. I wanted yes. to go to that Sting Shaggy at the Armory. I think it was like last um, fall or something because I thought that is such an interesting. But how did these guys? Because they had the album of like was, reggae right, songs, right? Like how did they hook up? What is their relationship like? Who yeah, the this... heck knows? <laughs> who who knows? And then uh, last night in New York, the premiere of um, Long Shot, which is the Seth Rogen, Charlize Theron movie premiered. It's a rom com, people. So. If you can find it in between Avengers, there is a rom-com to see this yes. season, and people are liking it. This is getting good reviews. It really is. Take it for what it's worth, but Rotten Tomatoes is giving it an 88% so far. Oh, yeah. So and, and apparently Charlize Theron is supposed to be just amazing in this because we don't have an opportunity to see her in these well, roles that much. I heard uh, Charlize and Seth were on... Um, Howard Stern this week talking about this because they're both co-producers of this uh, movie and Donnie posted a picture of her. Her fashion game has just been on fire. Oh, I don't amazing. know why. I don't know why she did the itty bitty bangs um, last night because she's very Louise Brooks and I think it ages her. But whatever, <laughs> the, the outfits have been amazing and she's just so gorgeous. Like she can, I guess, get away with itty bitty bangs. If somebody is going to get away yeah, with a flapper haircut, it's going to be Charlize. Yeah, but she and Seth were talking about how, you know, there's it's it's just easier to come up with your own production company and try and get a movie made that you want to make because it's the only way to have any control. And not, what I didn't realize is that Charlize Theron executive produced Mindhunters. On yeah. Netflix. Yes, oh, That's did. her yeah. show. Yes. And that is one of the great shows. And Howard's like, that has been so long. When is that coming back? August, everybody. Oh, good. Oh. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yeah, that, that, that was so that, good. That was an amazing Love show. That, show. that was her. She also yeah. confessed to Howard. He said, you know, when you win the Academy Award, are you flooded with scripts? And she said, yeah, but unfortunately... You're already maybe committed for one or two movies ahead of time oh, yeah. before you win the Oscar. And she and he said, do you have any regrets? And she said, well, I made a movie that I thought was going to be very different than how it turned out. Aeon Flux. Yes. Oh, that is yeah. based off on of the anime? cartoon mm-hmm. that was on MTV back in the 90s. I think I tried watching it. Yeah. And it wasn't And she good. said she was so disappointed because what the vision that she was presented with. And he's like, yeah, then you don't know what happened. And that's how they got into, that's why she and Seth are producing. They're going in on long shots. So if you're not an Avengers fan um, and you don't have any little kids, you've got a rom-com to see this weekend. There's something else to see. And then the following weekend, the hustle is out. With Anne Hathaway and Rebel Wilson. So I hope that's going to be I good. I hope it's good. I love Dirty Rotten Scoundrels so much. It's one of my favorite is movies ever. Is that what that is, the remake? Yes, yes. Remake this is a that, remake yeah. of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels from the 80s, the Steve Martin, Michael Caine movie. And then Anne Hathaway plays the Michael Caine character. Rebel Wilson kind of plays the Steve Martin yeah. character. By oh, the I way, I noticed good. that uh, she, um, Anne Hathaway in doing some of the... Maybe it's pre-press, and I see Celine is on the cover of Elle magazine. The haircut to have this spring and summer is the long shag or mid-length shag bob. It's a hard one to pull off, but it looks the, good. It, Celine is on the cover. Is, is she on Elle? Yeah, Elle, I think, yeah. And she's got the shag. And Hathaway, I saw her doing something in New York, and she kind of had that mm-hmm. shag. So it's like a remade Clute, Clute 2019 yeah. wow, version. Clute. Well, that, yeah, yeah Jane, Jane Fonda. Fonda iconic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's that's really cute. I think of that one gal. Um, Who's the the PI on Ray Donovan? She's got the shag. I forget what that actress's name. Kathleen. She's hot. She was in um, what was the lesbian show on Showtime? Oh, the L word. The L word. Yes. She was in that Catherine something. She looks great in that that haircut. But um, a- anyway, so there's just a little. Uh, uh, well, then we have another comedy coming out May 9th. Palms. Oh, with the Diane Keaton, Diane who Keaton. wants to be the, the cheerleader. cheerleading squad in the retirement yes. community. Who Great else cast. is in that movie? That's Pam be... Greer, Jackie Weaver, Rhea Perlman. It Hello, looks like it's Mother's be funny. Day. Yes. Palms, yes. PMS. Yeah. Well, we got to support these movies that actually make it to the movie theater. I agree 100% because we want to have rom coms. We want to have these movies with. I mean, I loved that Diane Keaton, the book club or whatever, even though it was kind of a silly movie, Jane Fonda. It was just frothy fun. Mm-hmm. And that's what you want sometimes, yeah, sometimes when you go to the movie theater. Also, uh, Keanu Reeves got a new modeling gig. He's the new face of St. Laurent. I figured you'd want to see that. Uh, Donnie. My oh, is, that, is that up on the website? Oh, yeah. Yeah, on yeah. the Lori and Julia show yeah. links? Oh, yeah. He's yeah. an ageless vampire. Um, <laughs> I absolutely just love him. And John Wick 3, I don't know when it's coming out, but you know Halle Berry is in that. Yes. Yeah, she's talking about how she you know, um, you know, she did like a lot of her stunts 
in that. And she trained for it. Oh, hi, Keanu. Okay. Doesn't he look good? Yeah, I apologize to my mom because she wanted me to marry him at one point in time, and I haven't really made that happen. Look at that mess. Look at his messy hair. (laughs) He's the perfect. And the glasses. Uh, John Wick 3, May 17. Oh, Oh, soon. He looks more, he looks like a buffet, a snack, (laughs) a dessert, and an hors d'oeuvre. Straight up, do you think straight up still slaps? Does that sound still work as the kids say it's a pop lori it's a pop you think it still works i think it still works look the vocals are weak but it's a good pop song it it kind of is i never have known the words to it all the callbacks i'm not a paula abdul fan well yes i mean the billboard music awards are happening tonight and the awards don't mean crap no but (laughs) if you're watching it it's because we want to see the performances taylor swift is opening the show Madonna is performing with one of the sexiest men on the planet, oh. Maluma. Woo. I hope he brings some of that sexy that we saw in Medellin video. Well, I was looking at Madonna's Instagram account of the two of them rehearsing. Uh, and they're, I'm fine with that. Yeah, they're also, she's, they launched a Medellin cha-cha-cha challenge. <laughs> what is that? Well, they're, uh, she's challenging people to show off on social me- media, Medellin challenge. Um, and she said the person who she'll share the best videos of people doing the cha cha challenge. Uh, One, why don't two, we do cha-cha the cha cha challenge? We could be on the Billboard Music Awards, Lori. I know. Well, because I just didn't have it in me today. I was busy doing <laughs> okay. other things. Uh, yeah. So yeah. she's doing that. And yesterday, so I, I was like, and Madonna spending five million dollars of her own money to create this performance tonight, and access. Apparently, they've. Not only dropped Natalie Morales, they dropped Hollywood from their name, and it's just called Access, which is so uh, dumb. NBC. No, is Mario Lopez already on the show? No, no. he's no. not. Is it but just kids? It's just called Access, and I don't know if it's because of the President Trump Access Hollywood claim to fame thing, but I think you're onto something there. Yeah, rebranding. Yeah, so they reported that Paula Abdul. Will close the Billboard Music Award with a six-minute medley of her greatest hits, which Why? just made—I I didn't even believe it. It's her no, first it's, yeah. it's verified award show <laughs> since nineteen ninety. Nineteen ninety. Twenty-nine. She hasn't performed what? at a show. <laughs> Oh, man, I didn't realize it was almost thirty years yep. since she's performed at a show. I don't. Wow. Yeah, yeah, this is going to be something to watch. And Ooh. apparently, whoever owns the Billboard Music Awards, maybe they own um, the Flamingo too, because she has a new residency. Because remember, Donnie and Marie are leaving. She's only doing twenty dates, and it and it's probably, spread out too. It's mm-hmm. spread out yeah. in Las Vegas at the Flamingo, so it must be all the dates that Donnie and Marie are off. And yes, it's all holiday dates when I'm looking at it. Because their residency ends like in... It ends in November. November. So, anyway, she got the bad dates, December 23rd and 24th. Oh, yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? You know, January 1, Christmas Eve. I mean, just like... I feel like she's got to take what she can get if she want to do a Vegas residency. Why... 
Why is she closing the show? I don't know. Because there was a deal of some sort made behind the scenes. Well, I was looking. I'm like, well, what is the thread? So the Billboard Music Awards are being held at the MGM Grand. Right. Paula Abdul is doing a residency at the Flamingo, which is owned by Caesars Entertainment, the Caesars Palace. So there's not a cross there. There. I literally think it's just because the Billboard Music Awards are in Las Vegas. And so... Somebody behind the scenes somewhere was like, well, we got this Vegas residency we need to sell. I know, but I don't that's f- so weird. It's like keep all eyes on the program because to me, like... I, I don't get it. I, <laughs> we're, we're dumbfounded. Yeah, we're dumbfounded. I guess we'll I mean, watch it. in the middle, I maybe, mean, but- the Jonas Brothers are performing. They've got their hot song, Sucker. And yeah. they've announced their happiness tour. By the way, they're going to be at the Excel September 16th. Tickets, I think, go on sale next week. I'm looking at... Well, we could see whether or not this is actually true, but I'm looking at the 2019 Billboard Music Awards Wikipedia, yeah. and they have the list of all the performers in what may be chronological okay. order. So Taylor so, first. Taylor first, then BTS and Halsey, Mariah, Sierra, Kelly Clarkson, Lauren, I never can say her name, Daigle. Uh, Daigle, yeah. Daigle, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dan and Shane, Tori Kelly, Ariana Grande, who's done a pre-record So it's from her tour in Vancouver. Mm -hmm. Halsey, Jonas Brothers, Khaled, Madonna, Maluma towards the end, but not at the very end. Then Panic at the Disco, then Paula Abdul. Again, this could totally be wrong. I'm just looking at the wiki. But this is how they've laid out the show for tonight. And Mariah's not performing as far as we know. No, that's what she just said. She's getting the the Icon Award. Again, another kind of Las Vegas tie-in, little plug there for her. She just probably happens to be in town. She'll come and pick up the Icon Award, darling. She deserves it. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know, Taylor's going to have to avoid her backstage and Madonna because... In her video, me, she's using the butterfly. Oh, yeah. Well, and Mariah Carey, of course, she mm-hmm. has yeah. the whole copyright for Pete's yeah. sake on Butterfly. She had a whole album called and Butterfly. And I just, I don't know if Madonna is really, you know, I'm probably just being petty, but I mean, it was so <laughs> like, I mean, Medine and me both coming out within like 24 hours. Jeez, what yeah. bad timing. I know. Well, I wonder who, like, Although Taylor Swift is taking a page right out of Madonna's page, which is with every new album, you create a new look that goes with the sound, that goes with the video. Oh, that's totally Madonna's that playbook. That is totally 100%. Madonna's playbook. Every single album, she did do that. She changed her look. She Everything was changed. And Taylor is totally gone. Whatever, da- da- 180, 360 Ooh, with me. 180. 180 yep. with her pastel and fluffy and getting back to the lyrics and getting away from the whole the snake drama well, the and snake reputation and literally turned into a bunch of butterflies Flies, at the beginning yeah. of this me video i wonder do you think that taylor swift and madonna are going to be talking backstage well, at the I billboard would, music Awards? i would like it i would like i would like taylor to reach out and a, a hand and an insta hand and she could really help madonna with <laughs> oh, some of her social go. media here we go like she could oh she could just actually <laughs> tweet a picture of her and and, and 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 like then people would just know it's implied to follow Madonna on Insta 
I'm telling you. This is Lori's crusade, her personal crusade for the love. Oh, love if, if you got an Instagram account and you're not following, following Madonna, Madonna right now, please do your civic duty. Yeah, we don't have stickers to hand out. No, but we you don't. Can give Madonna a bone and follow her on Instagram. But I mean, you know, really, it's just kind of because maybe a lot of Madonna's fans, may, they might not be on Insta or they might like be... Like Julie and I, where we share an Insta and only she knows the code. The password, you mean? Yeah. Oh. And I do the Twitter and that's where like she likes pictures. I like the the words or the snark or whatever. Yeah. But I just like kind of, Madonna's yeah, I want good, them to be friends. She's a good follow because Madonna puts up her own stuff. She like does. You, you can tell when a celebrity has somebody else handling their social media. I kind of like Taylor Swift a little bit. Do do you think Taylor's like a 50-50? I think that she probably has consultants, but Madonna, she's just slapping on filters on her face and doing weird dances in the living room. I love it. Yeah, I know. (laughs) There's nobody. She just does it herself, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah. And then Taylor Swift, she released, uh, you know, the kids love the vinyl. Do you like the vinyl? Yeah. You know, do you have a record player? Well, I don't have a record player, but goodness knows there's enough records in my house. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So Taylor Swift released the limited edition of just the me song featuring the seven inch. Seven inch. Forty five. And to the the supplies are probably um already gone. Yeah. Mm. It ends tonight at ten fifty nine. So as soon as they're gone, they're gone. Anyway, but again, completely different, you know, packaging and that is what Madonna did. She did pave the way yes, for everyone. She to did do change. That. She went from like a prayer to yeah. erotica to ray of light. Yes. To, to music. To, I mean, it, the yes. list could go on and on. And I guess uh, the rumor mill has it for Madonna's next video. The track will be called I Rise, which will be a love letter to the LGBTQ community. So that'll be a ballad, probably, don't you think? Uh, or I, I think it's going to be dance. So? I would think so. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be right. dance. Um, because remember when she was at the uh, Stonewall Inn that on New Year's Eve? Yes, I remember and that. We, and she, we wondered if she was wearing something in her pants because mm-hmm. of the bulky oh, bottom. Yep. The bulgy. Yeah, yeah. The, the behind, the not be- the front part. Yeah, the, yes, yeah, the yes. behind. Yes. It almost looked like it depends. It did. It yeah. did. Yeah, it but was a little diaper chic. Anyway, um, and then Ryan Murphy said the second season of Pose will be set in the 90s, and Madonna's hit single, of course, single Vogue will be featured, noting the song sort of took something that was unknown in the culture and made it mm. mainstream, referring to the drag queen ballroom culture. All right, and speaking of that, we do have some tickets to give away for something really fun. Yay! Today we're going to give away next hour a pair of VIP tickets to shop to you drag produced by Flip Phones, which is Sunday, May 19th. So stay tuned and have a chance to listen to get those tickets. And we'll be right back as we've got a call down under. Uh, hopefully we're getting a hold waking up Sally Hepworth for her amazing book, The Mother-in-Law. We are so good. Thank you so much for being on our show. Uh, we absolutely, your book, The Mother-in-Law, it is, it was so hard to put that book down. It was so good. Oh, thank you so much. And it's a, it's a pleasure to, to be here speaking with you. Well, thank you. Now give people, because you've written other, this is the first Sally Hepworth a novel that we have read, but it is not going to be our last book. So just know that. 
that the mother-in-law <laughs> is just our introduction to you. But if you could uh, share with our uh, people who are listening, give the setup of what the mother-in-law is about. Yes, so the mother-in-law is, as it sounds, about the relationship between a mother-in-law and her daughter-in-law. And it's not really a um, spoiler to tell you that in the first chapter, we find out that Diana, the mother-in-law, is dead and the circumstances are suspicious. So the book then, once we found that out, splits in half, half of it. Uh, giving us the all the series of events that leads up to her death. Mm-hmm. And then the other half, of course, follows the story forward as the family starts to piece together what happened to Diana, who killed her, did anyone kill her, um, and, and that's how it moves forward. But really it's an exploration of this relationship between the mother-in-law and daughter-in-law and, and why it's so fraught. Why? I mean, do, do, do you have a... Um mother-in-law relationship that like you was this awkward for you to write this book (laughs) (laughs) well i you know i'm one of those um I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Lucky ones that has a great relationship with my mother-in-law. Some people have told me that that is perhaps because she lives on the other side of the world. So who knows if mm-hmm. that is true. But um, she is nothing like the uh, the character in the book. I've made this, this story up. And in fact, the book is dedicated to my mother-in-law and my father-in-law. So they're very happy about it. They've read the book and they are still speaking to me. Oh, so good. I think I've got off the hook. That, that, <laughs> is, so, that is so good. Now, we are fans of a fellow Australian author, Leanne or Lianne Moriarty. We can never remember how to say yes, her first name. Leon. Leon. Yes. And and I mean, you both and again, we've only read the mother in law, but the book is so and Lianne does this too. The suspense and the mystery. I mean, what is key for you when you're writing that to be able to make that flow be as suspenseful as it is, if that makes any sense at all? Yes, look, I, I'm a big fan of Leanne Moriarty. I've met her personally and she's is wonderful and she's definitely one of my influences to try and keep those pages turning. That's, that's absolutely what I'm wanting and so I just think about what I would like to read and what I what keeps me turning the pages and for me a mystery is is key. I then want good character development and, you know, uh, interesting, juicy tidbits to come out in my story. So um, I always just try and do that and leave the readers with a little bit of a a cliffhanger and and I don't always answer um, the questions as early as they want me to. Or if I do answer them, then I'll introduce more questions. So keep the reader wanting is is my tip. Well, and I mean, and it does keep you turning the pages because, and and even, you know, I one time had a, I've been married a couple times, Sally, and uh, in the interest of full disclosure, I had a mother-in-law who was Diane. Coldest. Oh, really? Coldest, coldest woman. Un, un, oh. Unbelievably cold. And it was, you know, her son was like this, you know, golden child. 
in in yeah. her eyes or whatever. But I found out that there was also something deeply wrong, and it was a secret in the family. So that really wow. kind of resonated with me. Like maybe sometimes people are fierce in who they are because they are kind of keeping, there's a family secret that they're not wanting. Yes. And in this case, exactly. I don't know, Diane is, you know, she's very firm about, you know, she doesn't want to share all the money that she and her husband have with her kids. Yes. Yes, exactly. And, and I think that one of the reasons I was interested in exploring this topic was that I'm of the belief that no one wants to be evil or no one wants to be awful. Mm-hmm. And there's usually a reason why people behave the way that they do. So it's so interesting you said that about your mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. I, I think quite often in life, anyone that that we that isn't behaving um, nicely, is, is it's perhaps motivated by fear. It's perhaps motivated by something from their past. It's perhaps motivated by not having the social skills that um, that they would like to have. And um, And so this book was really my opportunity to delve into that and, and maybe see if there is an exploration or an explanation for um, for why this relationship is so fraught and why people do have this trouble with their mother-in-law. And we do find that out in the book because one of the things that I really enjoyed about the book going past and present tense is that we find out that Diane, you know, she's very passionate about helping and I li- really like this part of the story about the immigrants coming into Australia from Afghanistan or or Iran or from wherever that are that were highly skilled people that can't get uh, that aren't empl- that aren't employable employable in Australia and I was wondering if that idea of giving light to that subject came because you're a hu- you have experience in human resources and maybe with Australia's immigration situation yes yes absolutely uh, when I worked as a recruiter one of my roles was to to bring people, uh, new immigrants into roles within Australia. Um, but Australia has got a lot of problems with, with uh, immigration and taking refugees. And, and the biggest problem is that we don't take enough of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but And that really seemed to me like a, a good mirror for accepting a new family member into the family, yeah. you know, that, that we need to take them in, that we need to welcome them, that we need to give them opportunities to find their place, um, which is true to new immigrants into a country. It's true when someone new joins the family. And so perhaps, um, and the irony of, of Diana welcoming these new immigrants to the country, but not welcoming this new person to her family, family. Yeah. Um, felt very, very glaring. Yeah. yeah. Right. And sometimes where it's it's difficult, the relationships that we have with really close people are oftentimes the most difficult, where it can be very easy to be hospitable yeah. to those where, that you don't have to necessarily be vulnerable with. Yeah. That's so exactly. True. Yeah. yeah. Vulnerability is a big part of it. Uh, uh, Sally, um, have have any of your, because like, okay, on the back of your book for the mother-in-law, there's praise for your other book, The Family Next Door, The Mother's Promise. I think you have like maybe, is this your sixth novel? You, yes, it is my sixth. It's your sixth yes, novel. I can't believe that. Jeez, I, I, that means you're a good writer, girl. Oh. <laughs> yes, uh, but have well, any? You read them and- have any of your books? Have you optioned any of them? Do Reese uh, does Reese Witherspoon or Oprah or Nicole Kidman? Do any of these women know about your books? And has Hollywood optioned any of them? 
We haven't signed anything yet, but we're always having conversations. So we've been having a few conversations lately. So watch this space. For the mother-in-law? Or, yes. Okay. Because yeah. I noticed you are on Twitter and um, yes. Sally Hepworth. And so I like that. So is that where we would find out when something happens? Because I can see the mother-in-law being made into, I don't know if it's an eight-part series or if it's a movie I've cast yes. I've cast in my mind maybe because she's in the oh, news who? Angelica Houston yes she would be great wouldn't she she really would and then you have a younger Diane you know for the because the book goes back and forth um but yes. I just I don't know I also I could see Annette Benning would be also very good as Diane <laughs> Oh, she would be fantastic. Yeah, so. Yes, we had talked about Glenn Close or just in our dreaming meetings. Right. Um, and uh, who else had we thought of? I don't know, but I'll definitely put your people in there. Yeah, great yes. There, there you go. So now what, <laughs> what's, the, what's the temperature in Melbourne? Is, what's, what's our weather? Oh, well, we work in Celsius, so I'm not sure how to. It's about 20 degrees Celsius. So okay, I'm so is sure. it like, is it spring? Is it fall? What is the season? It's fall. It's fall. Yes, it's fall. It's supposed to be yes. spring here, but it feels more like winter. Minnesota has been having, <laughs> we've had like the endless um, long, long. The long spring. Long, yes, long, the long winter, spring. All long we can spring. tell you, Sally, is that enjoy the weather in your fall because our spring is a lot colder. <laughs> yeah, but this is, this, is good, this is good news, <laughs> Sally, because we read a lot uh, of books here. So, oh, and, yay. And we're really giving uh, the mother-in-law, this needs to go on your uh, must-read list. What is the last great book that you've read or that's on your nightstand right now? Oh, well, my favorite book that I'm singing about to everyone is Where the Crawdads Sing oh. uh, by Delia Owen, uh, which, of course, everyone else is talking about, too. So it I'm was, not that it, original, but... But, but that book lived book. up to the hype. Yes, it did, didn't it? Yeah, and it, it, it really, it was really good. And have you read it? Do you have a sneak peek at anything that, that you've read that you can share with us? Oh, uh, well, I have seen, uh, uh, you mean of the Crawdads? Or yeah, or another book, another book. Yes, I also just finished reading an arc of a book called Lies, Lies, Lies by Adele Parks, who is a British author. It's coming out in August, okay. and I read it from cover to cover in one day. One so day. that was absolutely sensational, okay. and I'm really excited for that. Sally, thank you. Thank, thank you, you so much, and thank you for getting up early and talking to Minnesota. We've loved it. You are most welcome anytime.